When you're not passionate, you're not going to show up with the energy you need to create something great. And to create something great, you're going to need to show up day in and day out. Even when you don't feel like it, feeling like you don't have the energy, it's that passion. It's that why that's going to get you through that so you can continue working and pushing through so you can create something great. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. Today, we are going to dive into the book, The Ten Commandments for Business Failure by Don Keogh. This was a book actually referred to me by Shelby's grandfather, who used to work at Coca-Cola in the 80s and 90s. And Don Keogh, who is the author of this book, actually served as the president, chief operating officer, and director of Coca-Cola in that time frame, the 80s and 90s, and eventually went on to serve on the board of directors with companies like Berkshire Hathaway, McDonald's, and the Washington Post, to name a few of those companies. And he very frequently references Warren Buffett within this book, because as many of you know, Warren Buffett is a major shareholder within Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola and has been for decades. So we'll just jump right into the first commandment, which is to quit taking risks. So businesses grow by taking calculated risks, but eventually businesses, when they succeed enough, they can start to become comfortable. They're really far ahead of the competition and it's easy to take your foot off the gas and really start playing defense. But what ends up happening is a new hungry company will come in and they're willing to take more risks and eventually can overtake that company that has really taken their foot off the gas and become comfortable. So the first commandment for business failure is to quit taking risks. The second is to be inflexible. And if you've worked in corporate or an established company, you'll see this quite a bit. You might've heard the phrase, this is how we've always done it. So this is how we're going to continue to do it. So you're set in your ways. This is how we were successful. This is how we've always done it. And the reason for that is that change can be uncomfortable. And so it is just easier in the short term to do it the way you've always done it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But again, a hungry company, a company that's a startup that is willing to take risks, they can overcome a company that is being inflexible because of that. This is how we've always done it. So this is how we're going to continue to do it. So that's commandment for business failure number two. The third is to isolate yourself. And the scenario that's described is as a CEO or one of the leaders within the company is to build yourself a bubble, get yourself a corner office on the top floor, way away from wherever everybody is going to be walking around. So you're really not going to be seen very much. Have lunch by yourself. Don't interact with any of your other coworkers. Just really stay to yourself. Go to meetings. Don't be out there there out on the floor and what ends up happening and I saw that within corporate quite a bit, is you will lose the pulse of your company, how everyone is feeling, and you really won't have a good understanding of what's going on within your business. You will start to not know what you don't know about your business. And at the same time, you could think that because you're in charge and that you are the head of the company that you actually do have a good pulse on what's going on and you can give yourself some false confidence and start to make poor decisions. So that is number three, which is to isolate yourself. 
yourself. The fourth is to assume infallibility. So that would mean never admitting that you're wrong or that things are heading in the wrong direction. Find ways to cover up the mess so that people don't realize that you are wrong. And unfortunately, what this does is this prevents you from learning and growing. And it also makes it tough for others to want to be around you and to work with you because they know that you're never going to admit fault. You're never going to try to learn and grow. And so that pattern is going to continue and continue. So that is number four. Number five is to play the game close to the foul line. And so what that means is you are operating your business really close to whether it's laws or regulations, you're really pushing the boundaries there. And the problem with that is that it can be really easy for you over time to slowly creep and creep up to that foul line. And over time, that little bit of change doesn't feel like a big departure from where you originally were. And so one bad quarter, one bad half of the year or a year, and all of a sudden you might be thinking, hmm, should I fudge these numbers so that I can make things look better. And so that my employees or my customers are not worrying about what's going on. It puts you in this position where your ethics and morals could be challenged. And as opposed to if you're being much more cautious, you're really not playing close to the foul line. None of these things should really ever have to come up. It will really help you just stay away from being on the wrong side of business and just staying on the right side of business. So that is number five. The sixth is to not take time to think. So don't think about the mistakes that have happened. Be so bogged down in the tasks that you're working on, the day-to-day tasks that you're not able to take a step back, think about your business, the vision, the direction you're heading, and you're really not working on your business anymore. So again, don't think about the mistakes that you've made. Don't think about how you got to that point or how you could fix those in the future. Just be so focused on getting tasks done that you're not thinking about the best direction or the change that you could be making and how you could work to improve the situation that you're in. So that is number six. Don't take time to think. The seventh is to put all your faith in experts and outside consultants. So assume the experts are right. Assume that the experts are there for a reason that they've got more experience than you and put a lot of weight behind their decisions and their suggestions and decide to move forward with those outside consultants. You know, having worked in corporate for many years, I've seen my fair share of consultants come in and then three months later, six months later, there's a reorganization and changes in the systems and processes that we're going to use. And many times you're left questioning if this is even beneficial or if that actually was helpful to the company. And that's a lot of times because you're putting your faith in these outside consultants who do this day in and day out. And you're assuming, well, if they've seen the operations of thousands of businesses over many decades, they must really know what they're talking about. And the example within the book is referring to New Coke, which was a new product that Coke had released when Pepsi was starting to take a lot more of their market share. What happened was a number of outside consultants did blind taste tests and after thousands and thousands of data points determined that customers actually preferred a soda that was sweeter than the standard Coca-Cola. And so the recommendation was to come out with a new Coke, which was sweeter which was a huge flop. From what they described, people across the world were angry, sending in letters, saying how they took away the product that they had loved for many years. And ultimately what Coca-Cola had to do was to come back out and re-release their original Coca-Cola. And what this study didn't take into account, although they had thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of data points, didn't take into account the nostalgia and the experiences that their customers had with their product over many years. And they didn't think about what it would be like to take that away from them. So all these customers felt like the product was being taken from them and they didn't like that. And so that's why New Coke ended up being a flop and they ended up coming back with the original Coca-Cola. So that is number seven is to put all of your faith in experts and outside consultants. Number eight is to love your bureaucracy. And if you break the word down, 
down bureaucracy, it literally means office rule. So if you've worked in corporate, you know there are so many rules that everyone has to abide by. And many times you're asking, is this actually beneficial? Is this helping us? And what ends up happening is you've got roles created for people who are just keeping things in order with the way that things have developed over many years. Now, of course, you need rules, you need regulations, you need systems and processes in place as your business grows, but it can be very easy to continue to put in rules that are not serving your customer or are not helping the bottom line. And now you have people on payroll and staff that are you're paying to keep things in order that maybe didn't need to be there in the first place. An example of this would be if the copy machine is broken, the way you handle this is to submit a ticket. And then you hope that that person sees it that day. Maybe they see it that day. Maybe they see it tomorrow or the next day. And all of a sudden it takes three days for the copy machine to be fixed. Whereas it could have just been fixed by you if they had the instructions at the machine and they didn't delegate that to another role. So that is number eight is to love your bureaucracy. The ninth is to send mixed messages. And really at the heart of this is to just don't be clear with your message. And the problem with that, whether you're not clear with your employees or your customers, it leaves them wondering what you want, what you're looking for, especially with employees. If you don't have clarity, it's hard for you to be motivated to do the work that you're supposed to do because you don't know if your manager or your senior management, that you don't know what work they're actually looking for, what work is moving the needle. So it's hard for you to put all of your effort and energy into that. So that's number nine is to send mixed messages. The 10th is to be afraid of the future. So, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the media and organizations play into people's fear because they know that that is what is going to get our guard up and get our, and it's been like this for decades. This was the case during the Great Depression in the 20s and the 30s, and it's still happening today. So it's been going on for hundreds of years, people playing into the fears of others. And that can be a challenge within business as well. So if you're afraid of the future, you're demotivated, you're thinking that the actions you're taking today aren't going to create a better future for you. If you get bogged down and focus on that, then you are not going to take the actions to improve the business, to get those strides that your investors and your shareholders are looking for. And that's really going to slow down your business. So that's number 10 is to be afraid of the future. And then although the book is called the 10 commandments for business failure, there is an 11th that is added in at the very end of the book. And that is to lose your passion for work or for life. And being within corporate, I worked with so many people who clearly did not have passion for the work that they were doing. And I even started to see that in myself, which is one of the main reasons I ended up deciding to leave engineering is I started to realize that I was just not as passionate about it as I once was. But we've all seen those people who kind of just show up day in and day out. They're just kind of going through the motions. They're ready to get the day over. They're not even looking forward for the day of work. They're already talking about looking forward to the weekend. You got the Sunday scaries, people not looking forward to going to work on Monday. Unfortunately, that's the case for a lot of people. And so that is the challenge within business. This 11th commandment is to lose your passion for work. When you're not passionate, you're not going to show up with the energy you need to create something great. And to create something great, you're going to need to show up day in and day out. Even when you don't feel like it, feeling like you don't have the energy, it's that passion. It's that why that's going to get you through that so you can continue working and pushing through so you can create something great. All right. So that wraps it up. Those are the 11 commandments for business failure from Don Keogh, again, who was the president and COO of Coca-Cola in the 80s and early 90s. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.